You will say that these stories could not happen. Yet, some say they did happen. Good evening, everybody. I'm Jay. Welcome to another episode of Nightmare Nocturne. If you're new to the channel, welcome. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and click the bell so you can see when our next scares come available. Tonight we're going to read a couple of stories from Alvin Schwartz's collection of scary stories to tell in the dark, specifically Scary Stories 3. Now these two stories were my favorites as a child and they have stuck with me into adulthood. Let's get started. The Black Dog. It was 11 o'clock at night. Peter Rothberg was in bed on the second floor of the old house where he lived alone. It had gotten so chilly, he went downstairs to turn up the heat. As Peter was on his way back to bed, a black dog ran down the stairs. It passed him and disappeared into the darkness. Where did you come from? Peter said. He had never seen the dog before. He turned on all the lights and looked in every room. He could not find the dog anywhere. He went outside and brought in the two watchdogs he kept in the backyard. But they acted as if they were the only dogs in the house. The next night, again at 11 o'clock, Peter was in his bedroom. He heard what sounded like a dog walking around the room above him. The room was empty. He looked under the bed. He looked in the closet. Nothing. But when he got back to his bedroom, he heard a dog running down the stairs. It was the black dog. He tried to follow it, but again could not find where it had gone. From then on, every night at 11, Peter heard the dog walking in the room above him. The room was always empty, but after he left, the dog would come out of hiding, run down the stairs, and disappear. One night, Peter's neighbor waited with him for the dog. At the usual time, they heard it above them. Then they heard it on the stairs. When they went out into the hall, it was standing at the foot of the stairs, looking up at them. The neighbor whistled, and the dog wagged its tail. Then it was gone. Things went on this way until Peter decided to bring his watchdogs into the house again. Maybe this time they would find the black dog and drive it away. Just before 11, he took them up to his bedroom and left the door open. Then he heard the black dog moving around above him. His dogs pricked up their ears and ran to the door. Suddenly, they bared their teeth and snarled and backed away. Peter could not see the black dog or hear it, but he was sure it had entered his room. His dogs barked and snapped. They darted forward nervously, then backed away again. Suddenly, one of them yelped. It began bleeding then dropped to the floor, its neck torn open. A minute later, it was dead. Peter's other dog backed into a corner, whimpering. Then everything was still. The next night, Peter's neighbor came back with a pistol. Again, they waited in his bedroom. At 11 o'clock, the black dog came down the stairs. As before, it looked up at them and wagged its tail. When they started toward it with the pistol, it growled and disappeared. That was the last Peter saw of the black dog. But it did not mean the dog was gone. Now and then, always at 11, 
he heard it moving around above him. Once he heard it running down the stairs. He never managed to see it again, but he knew it was there. Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains to graze. Usually they stayed there with the cows for two months. Then they brought them down to the valley again. The work was easy enough, but oh, it was boring. All day the two men tended their cows. At night they went back to the tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper, worked in the garden, and went to sleep. It was always the same. Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Let's make a doll the size of a man, he said. It would be fun to make, and we could put it in the garden to scare away the birds. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made the doll out of old sacks stuffed with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold's and tiny eyes like his. They added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning, on their way to the pasture, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night, they brought him inside so that he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them might say, How are the vegetables growing today, Harold? And then the other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in a crazy voice, Very slowly. They would both laugh, but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick him or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take food they were eating, which they were both sick of, and smear it on the doll's face. How do you like that stew, Harold? He would ask. Well, you better eat it or else. Then the two men would howl with laughter. One night, after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It, it was Harold, Thomas said. I, I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? Alfred asked. He's just a sack of straw. It's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, said Thomas, and that'll be that. Well, let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind. For now, let's just keep an eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in the corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then the doll grunted, but that was all. After a few days, they decided there was nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or some insects had gotten inside Harold, and they were making the sounds. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they put Harold out in the garden, and each night they brought him back to the hut. When they felt playful, they joked with him. When they felt mean, they treated him as badly as ever. Then one night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growing he said. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas said. Maybe it's just our imagination, Alfred replied. We have been up here on this mountain too long. The next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. He climbed up on the roof and trotted back and forth, like a horse on its hind legs. 
All day and all night long, he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in a far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what to do next. They were afraid. They decided to take the cows into the valley that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. They felt they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized they had forgotten to bring the milking stools. Neither one wanted to go back for them, but the stools would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would go back. It was Thomas. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred walked on toward the valley. When Alfred came to a rise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He didn't see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. The doll was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. I hope you enjoyed the two stories this evening. And until next time, sleep tight, little monsters.